To me, the gala is the most joyous and emotional day it's possible to have. I was taken to my first gala when I was eight years old and I marched behind the band and the banner of Fishburne Colliery with my mother and great-uncle Wilf and Aunt Lizzie. It was always a wonderful day out with three great emotional moments in it. First, there was the pride you felt at marching behind the lodge banner towards the race course. Then, there was the moment when we stopped outside the county hotel and the band played the serenade to the big shots on the balcony. And finally, there was the parade to the cathedral for the miners' service. This description of the miners' gala, which always takes place on the second Saturday in July, is by Booker Prize-winning author D.B.C. Pierre, whose mother is from Durham. He lived in Durham as a child in the 1960s. The Durham Big Meeting, as the gala is also known, is a large annual gathering and labour festival celebrating the mining heritage and communities of County Durham. It first took place in 1871. Communities around the county gather early in the morning in their villages and towns ahead of a ride into Durham for the gala itself. Community banners are paraded through the city, each accompanied by a brass band. Ironically, those aloft on the balcony referenced by Pierre are usually figures who fight for the underdog, such as film director Ken Loach, labour politicians and trade unionists. The poet William Martin was born in a pit village near Sunderland, historically part of the Durham coalfield. After military service during World War II, he became a gas fitter, later working at the Royal Infirmary Hospital, Sunderland, as head of its audiology department, all the time writing poetry. In his words, I was brought up on hymns and preaching, and lodge banners and the solidarity they proclaimed. The Durham Coalfield has had its share of mining disasters. Martin's poem, Durham Beatitude, subtitled The Easington Colliery Disaster in 1951, remembered at the Durham Miners' Gala, recalls at that year's gala the Easington Lodge banner was processed around the city draped in black. Saul's dead march, common, grave and grief, Beatitude, their banner, weeping and drum beat. Tommy Armstrong was born in Shockley Bridge, County Durham in 1948, starting work in the mines aged nine. He eventually escaped, fostering a career in the music hall as a songwriter and performer. He earned the title of Pittman's Poet by ardently espousing the miners' cause in his lyrics. In 1892, the whole of the Durham Coalfield halted work because miners already living in poverty, would not accept a 10% cut in their wages. Armstrong's lyrics, The Durham Lockout, dates from this period. With tyranny and capital, they never seem content, unless they are endeavouring to take from us percent. If it was due what they request, we willingly would grant. We know it's not, therefore we cannot give them what they want. The Durham Coalfield welcomed Bevan boys during World War II, those conscripted to keep the nation stocked with coal, rather than conscription to military service. One Bevan boy was George Jock Purden, who came to Durham from Scotland. He remained in the northeast, working at the Harriton Pit, known as the Kosher Pit, an abbreviation of Nova Scotia, New Scotland, because so many Scots worked there. As a folk musician, he wrote many songs and poems. The Kosher closed in 1965. Purden recalled... I remember when we found out that the kosher was finished. I wrote, farewell to kosher, 
and stuck it up on the notice board at the pit. It's probably there yet, lying under the rubble. The last deep mine pit in the Durham coalfield closed in 1994, with the only remaining surface mine closing in 2020. The warm water that floods redundant mines is being developed as a thermal heat source.